Hello, Joe of Matt Joe Men here with a little pre-warning for this episode. It sounds shit. Uh, my myself and Matt are socially distancing ourselves from each other because of the global pandemic, so we're recording over video messaging things, and we haven't quite done it right because we're technologically inept. If anyone's got in any help or suggestions as to how we can make it not sound shit for the next episode, fingers crossed it won't. So, yeah, just try and enjoy this episode as best you can. Thanks. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Joe. And welcome to Matt, Joe, Matt, Matt Joe, man. <laughs> Music reviews podcast. Two chums on a dis- oh, fuck. Two chums on a journey of musical discovery. Sharing their favorite albums with one another. And also listening to classic albums for the first time for the together. First time together. <laughs> Perfectly on beat. Is is it? Well, because it's not at this end. No, no, that was the joke. So we've we're recording a very special podcast. We're literally we're literally on the chat on on the computers, but recording separately. And hopefully we can merge them somehow. Says our friend Sutty, who we have a, a great debt to after this. Uh, it's because we're on lockdown, is it not? We are. Well, well, do you official remember? lockdown. We're do- doing social distancing because of because uh, we care the pandemic. Well, because we we care about people, I guess. Not not to guilt yeah, you, but social responsibility to not breathe on each other. Yeah. And it's a bit. <laughs> it's jarring doing it like this. Definitely weird. Yeah. So it might be a slightly different. You know. This is what we're meant to do. Uh, not social distancing, physical distancing, but we're trying to keep the social together. Do you know what I mean? We are. It's just, it's odd because we're in two different places and there's definitely a delay and we just don't know what this is going to sound like, but hopefully we can salvage something out of it. We're trying to keep the podcast going for you guys, even though there's a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. Which I think is quite noble of us, actually. Yeah, very noble. <laughs> We're basically princes. Um, so, as usual, okay. how are you today, Sorry. Joe? Oh, well, I had a headache and I've taken some drugs. But, well, what, by drugs I mean paracetamol. I don't know why. Yeah, the good ones. Um, how are you? I could do with drugs while I'm in quarantine, because <laughs> I am day, day three, I think, and I'm already bored out of my mind. Day three of the pandemic, <laughs> and Matt's bored out of his mind. And Joe's got a headache. Uh, I had a thought. How come with me, my name's Joseph, so it's shortened to Joe, and your name's Matthew, but it's not shortened to Math? No, well, I there used to be a guy in a band called Mr. Dog, and he went by Math. And I just thought, as a Math... Mr. Dog? Yeah, he's called Mr. Dog. And as a Math... That's No, it's Matt. Matt. Because Matt's like a mat that you put on the floor. Yeah, but Matt's like numbers. 
Yeah, but that you like. I suppose numbers aren't the useful. Well, I suppose it's as a door mat. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and floor mat and bath mat. And then it would, it would ruin the pun. Sexy mat. The, yeah, the math Joe men don't have the same ring to it, does it? No. Uh, I've got a little alteration from last week. Okay, yeah, go on. Uh, well, I mean, I wasn't exactly wrong because, you know, we did a story. No, it wasn't last week. Was it? No, it's still last week now. Uh, we did a story, uh, Kate Tempest, Let Them Eat Chaos. Yeah. And I said that I couldn't Emeralds. think of any other uh, albums that are one entire story wrapped from beginning to end well I could think of two but it turns out I, I did a bit of research and there's like quite a lot of them um, two of which are actually I was going to pick anyway I just didn't realise they were stories so just a bit of housekeeping there that's fine yeah I, no one judges you it's um well it's, I'm quite excited to. I've been listening to these albums again I'm not going to tell you what they are We'll find out eventually. Yeah. Um, well, when they're assigned to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I've been listening to it again, going, "Oh my god, it is a story." Anyway, mm. so that's fun. Mm. Um, so, w- which one are we doing first then? So you go first, because I went first last week. So, you reviewed Metallica by Metallica, the Black Album. And here I go reading the first line of Wikipedia. Metallica, commonly known as The Black Album, is the fifth studio album by American heavy metal band Metallica, released on August the 12th, 1991, through Elektra Records. So, Joe, Mm -hmm. I need the sheet that tells me the questions. What did you know of Metallica before this? Um, well... Got quite a long answer here. <laughs> so I'll do it. Uh, well, what I think my, my earliest memory—I don't even know if I have one. I think <laughs> my my earliest actual memory was my dad teaching my sister uh, to drive. But anyway, that's nothing to do with Metallica. Um, there must be quite an age. I think I've always known the name Metallica, and by proxy, I've always known that they're a metal band because they've got the name. Metal the, in the genre name, and they're a type of gloss on paint. Really? Yeah, like Metallica, I think. Anyway. Oh, metallic. Yeah, metallic. Ah. ah. Yeah. I thought it was metal eco. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, so I started thinking, oh, that's really—is that really unusual? And I sort of started thinking of um, other band names that have the genre name in their title. Soul to Soul, that's one. Um, Asian Dub Foundation. And then, and then I remember the band uh, Egyptian Hip Hop, who are not a hip hop band or Egyptian, and there is some stupid indie band, band that thought it was ironic. And I fucking hate them for that for some reason. That's um, fair, that's fair. But anyway, yeah, so I've always been aware of Metallica. Uh, I got, I'm actually into Metallica, and I got into them. Yeah, through through wrestling, of course. Oh yeah, through the Sandman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, for let me mansplain this for the non-wrestling fans in our audience. There's a wrestler called the Sandman. Yeah. Uh, and when he was in ECW, ECW, 
which was like an, an old like kind of hardcore underground uh, wrestling thing in the 90s um, so he'd come out to enter San- the song Enter Sandman which is on this album mm-hmm. uh, reviewing um, which fit because he's entering and he's called the Sandman uh, anyway so when the in later years they moved to uh, he moved to WWE and they had this like ECW renaissance um, and they couldn't get away with the licensing thing so he had a different normally he had a different like generic entrance music that they didn't have to pay royalties on but they had like an ECW revival thing and he came out to enter Sandman and it's, it is the best oh my god are you on about one night stand yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is his entrance is legendary. He's the best entrance in wrestling history. <laughs> it's so good. And you know, apparently that, um, yeah, because because I know that this is another thing I knew about Metallica from the Napster days. They're a bit greedy boys, aren't they? Well, oh, Lars is, Lars is. Yeah, Lars is. Uh, Lars uh, ruined Napster. Yeah, basically, yeah, you basically ruined Napster. But the biggest champions uh, of Napster and all that were Public Enemy, which is my favourite band. So of I course, felt a bit like yeah. moral high ground about that. So they like, get it, they get sharing the music. Is yeah, really... yeah, they said it. The but Metallica were like, we want the profits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so to use that, the, the song Enter Sandman for that uh, one time on that one pay per view. Uh, cost Vince McMahon a million pounds. Wow, and he's not even a, a very good wrestler. He just—he was pissed, wasn't he? he was hammered. Pissed. Yeah, yeah, he was. He smoked a cigarette. He, <laughs> he did. Coming to the ring. He poured um, beer on a woman's tits and then like motorboated her as well. Different times, although it I was think. different times, mate. Back then in two thousand and five. Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah, Daily yeah. Motion. So I knew that. So I, I, subsequently, I loved the song Into Sandman, and it, that's how I kind of got into Metallica, but I not listened to an album. I listened to the greatest tits. I've even watched like full live concerts. I really enjoyed them. Uh, their performance when they headlined Glastonbury. I had a brilliant night in because I had work on a Sunday morning, and I had a fucking top night in just watching Metallica. Perform at Glastonbury. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I know of Metallic. What I knew of Metallica before last week. It's a good answer. A nice long one. And um, what were your expectations? I imagine quite high, since as you already liked them. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Basically, it was like yes. <laughs> After last week, I was like yes. Good stuff. Yeah, better than no effects. <laughs> so, Joe. Yeah, what do you know? What do you know? Did you like the album? I liked it, yes. Um, so, Enter Sandman is obviously my favourite still, because it's in them fields, isn't it? Um, it's in my bones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck was I saying? Okay, uh, it's a very... Well, it's, it, Enter Sandman's the first song. I think that's a very appropriate first song, because it builds... At the beginning, um, and the song out, the song order generally throughout the album is quite well thought out. Yeah. 
so yeah, I, I liked it, but I think with metal, I found that I find it hard to articulate why I like things or why I don't like things. Um, Isn't could some of it be just because it gets you a bit pumped up because it's quite heavy? It's not quite as simple as that. I don't. I don't know. There's bits I don't like. I mean, actually, I, I did like most of this album, like, but you know, there's metal in the past that I haven't liked, and I don't know why I like this and not others. Anyway, anyway. So, and that being said, I did like all the songs um, from the get go, apart from Unforgiven. You don't like Unforgiven. Uh, it was the only song I wasn't keen on on the fir- first listen, and I thought that's because it was cheesy. Uh, but then it grew on me after more listens, and oh, I'm not yeah. sure, sure why, actually. That's a so, good yeah. one, man. That's a good song. I mean, it's very right, emotional. Like I thought it was really cheesy. I like them all. It is cheesy. Metallica in general are a little bit cheesy, but... You know, you listen to that when you're in the right mood. You're falling out with your best friend or something. Then <laughs> you're like, oh, and nothing else matters. Jesus. Are they, um, I don't know, I mean, I'll ask this later on, but um, how are they, like, regarded by metal, like, real metalheads, if that's a thing? Well, I can't, <laughs> I can't speak for every metalhead ever well, alive, but generally <laughs> their older stuff is still respected. And, you know, like, they're one of Gaz's favourite bands of all time. He's a real metal And he's a proper metalhead. So, you know, it's still... Yeah, they're, they're a bit cheesy and everyone kind of agrees that now, especially now, and no one really likes Lars. But they're still respected and they're still... It's, they're still Metallica, do you know what I mean? They're one yeah. of the big four thrash bands. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, sure. cool. well I, did, I didn't like it as much as uh, I like the Pantera album. Pantera. Um, but that's the only other metal album I've ever listened to. So. Oh, you're going to uh, be listening to them all, mate. Well, that's good. you're going to listen to good. one more. <laughs> oh, really? There's only one other metal album. Ever. There's only one. The other thing I'll say that I noticed is, I know this is quite a bit of, I know this is a bit of a troll. He's got a Triple H voice, hasn't he? Um, what's this thing I called? I forgot what, James Hetfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he goes, every line nah. is going to the Metallica. Sleep with a one like, nah, open. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, all right, isn't it? But it's like, I think it's sort of like if he was the first to do it, and now that's his thing, and everyone takes the piss out of him for it. Yeah, anyway, I just thought it was funny. But yeah, I, I do like it. Uh, I I, to be honest, I mean, I do like it. I want to. I want to hear their earlier stuff because I've read that this is like heavy metal, more heavy metal and less thrash. Yeah. Uh, maybe I like thrash more. I'm not sure. I'm on a journey of musical discovery. Well, That's, yeah. I'd I'd love to yeah. know your opinion of thrash after you've listened to the four four main thrash bands. But let's see. Yeah. Because they're all quite different. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's that. Answer. Brilliant. Um, did you have a favourite song and, you know, why, I guess? Why? <laughs> why, I guess, I suppose, whatever. Um, <laughs> my favourite song was Through the Never. Okay, good. Through the Never. Because, uh, yeah, well, Through the Never. Because the drums and the guitar, they sync with the vocals. Yeah, I like that too. Um, it's just a bit like, I, saw, it's, I suppose it sort of goes where you don't expect it. I think I tend to like, you know, in a good way. Yeah. I like that in music when it's done well and that's done well. 
Yeah. Sweet. Any more favourite songs, bits you like, that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm in the world again. Like I, it's a while since I listened to it now because this is a. No, I know. Same. I can't even remember the stuff. I've listened to it in a week now. But yeah, uh, the the word, but I didn't write them down. Did you like Enter Sandman? Oh yeah, you do. Of course you do. Mm, you said earlier. Okay. Um, what's your favourite lyric? Um. Oh shit! I've written the song name. It doesn't matter. Read it, and someone will be like, "Oh yeah, it's from that." Will you know? Uh, let's see. <laughs> and the earth becomes my throne. I adapt to the unknown. And the, the wandering stars are grown. By myself, but not alone. Uh, why don't you do it in his voice? And the earth becomes my throne. <laughs> I adapt to the unknown. Under the one words. I don't know what he said. I can't remember how he sings it now. Is it wherever I may roam? Wherever I may roam, because I rhymes with yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wherever I may roam. Yeah, I like it. Sweet. It conjures up, uh, you know, wherever like I may roam. I like the idea that there's some like mad drifter going around and singing that. You know, we've all like we've all you know when you go on a walk with your dog or, yeah. any, dog, or any walk and you find a nice big stick. And then you pretend that you're kind of some ancient drifter. <laughs> that's that's what that lyric makes me feel like. Yeah, man, it makes me want to roam and lay my hat, and that's home. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Um, any yeah. other general thoughts about the album? Uh, not really. I was going to ask you how they were perceived. Um, yeah, just that I, I think I thought I would like it a little bit more. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Just because I've seen the concerts and I fucking love them. They're really good live. Yeah. I think... I think maybe... I'm, I'm wondering... It's, it's one there where I'm kind of... Uh, it's like Eric Badu, like a lot of the things that we've reviewed so far. I'm kind of... They're just like Eric Badu. Just like her. A Metallica. <laughs> yeah, no, I meant that in the sense that... <laughs> that's funny. Um... In the sense that I feel like this isn't the all prints. I feel like it's the, this isn't the the album of theirs that will be my favourite. Yeah. You know, I've got a sneaking suspicion that I'll prefer one of their other albums. That's fair. That's I, fair. What, what am I basing that on? I don't know. The hair, maybe the hair. The hair looked like they had long hair in the eighties. Yeah. Why would I anyway? So now that's there's no other thoughts other than that. Um, so, why do you like this album? What does it mean to you? And why did you pick it for me to listen to? So Metallica Black album Metallica. Uh, it's my favourite Metallica album, I think. Anyway, maybe I need to listen to their older stuff. You know. Oh yeah. Got some well-known classics on there. Uh, it's an album that gets me all fired up. Yeah. I love some of the songs are a bit more thrashy than others, but I love that chugging guitar that's in it. Chugga, chugga, chugga. And I just think it's a, Metallica in general are a good example of metal and thrash. And I, do you know, I, I thought you would like Metallica. I thought if he likes Pantera, he's probably going to okay. like Metallica a bit more. So that's about it, really. Did you not know that I liked them already? No, I didn't. But you don't think to ask, oh, do you like this band? It's true, yeah, yeah, you could go up forever, couldn't you? 
He could, yeah. right? I'm just gonna. I think. Oh yeah, this is another thing I was gonna say. I think it's actually because I'm, you, you know, audience. I don't know if you're aware. I'm a big wrestling fan. I, I think it to be it'd be impossible to not like metal and be a big wrestling fan. Because a lot of the songs are very metally, aren't they? <laughs> I think you just get pissed off with it and not want to watch wrestling anymore. Here's a question for you. If you had to come out to a metal song as your entrance, what would you pick? Well, probably into Sandman. <laughs> you just come out to Sandman. Half the time I'm listening to that, I'm, I'm thinking... Because he, he comes up from the crowd and he's like, Jesus. But, <laughs> uh, and he keeps smashing beers on his head. It's brilliant. Maybe War Pigs? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It, takes, it takes a while to get going. You'd have to have some sort of like really long entrance, wouldn't you? Yeah, and fireworks. Theatrics. Yeah, don't know. Cool. Good question. I will keep thinking oh, about that. And finally, we forgot almost. What did you give it out of five? Oh, uh, give it a four. Good, good score. I always give him fours, but. Fours are good. Far <laughs> for the har. Right, I'm just snipping to the loo. Oh, might need to wait. Cool. Shall we move on then? To, without further ado, it's time for <laughs> review number two. Okay, so I had you reviewing uh, Green River by Credence Clearwater Revival. Green River, Green River is the third studio album by American rock and roll band Creedence Clearwater Revival, released on in August 1969. Oh no, specific date. It was the second of three albums uh, they released in that year. The first one being Bio Country, their second release overall, which was released in January. Cool. That was a bit different. That Wikipedia yeah, entry. Yeah, it was. Anyway, well. Uh, so, Matthew, what did you know of the artist before this happened? So I had heard of them just because they've got quite a unique name. Um, and I'd mainly knew them because of uh, the song Bad Moon Rising. And The Night Time is the Right Time. I'd heard those songs. Didn't know it were them that did them. Uh, yeah, that's about it. But you heard the name, you just hadn't... You hadn't. Um... I'd heard "Bad Moon Rising" definitely because I recognised that as soon as it came on. Uh, and you I hadn't heard... joined the dots between that being them. No, thing. well, I hadn't. No, I didn't know. Wouldn't show. Well, it was on the peripherals, I guess. Yeah, uh, what were your expectations? I expected it to be okay. I yeah, spite. I was like, yeah, I reckon. Okay. Reckon I like this. Yeah. Well, did you? Did you like it? feel like I'm going to be a man of many words this time because I just didn't have much to say. So overall, I did like it. You can really hear, and I hope I'm using this genre right, but what I class as rockabilly, you can really hear that in some of their songs. Uh, the band is really tight. The songs overall quite upbeat, very good vocalist. I'd describe them as like classic rock and roll, southern rock and roll. They were really good. I, yeah. I enjoyed them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it is. I'm not sure if it's rock. I don't think it is rockabilly. I think that's more. I think they've got influences from rockabilly. 
there's a lot of going on actually, isn't there? Because there's there's some definite full on country. Maybe yeah. Not so much. Well, well, that's the thing. Initially, I thought country, but then I had a conversation with our old Subman, and he was like, "Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Yeah." When we went to see Back to the Future musical. Of course, but, yeah. How was that? It was really. amazing. Well, I know it's, but I want to talk about it. It was amazing. Um, you went to see Back to the Future, the musical, guys. I did. Just before we all got quarantined. It didn't, but Jesus, it was good. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So, uh, so he liked it because of that. Uh, do you have a favourite song? I do have a favourite song. Bad Moon Rising, just because it's a classic that I've heard for years and enjoyed for years. Didn't know. Didn't know it was them, but I really enjoy it. Uh, commotion, just because I think there's a rockabilly sound in that, but maybe what I think rockabilly is is not what it is. Um, and I enjoyed the fast tempo and percussion for that one. And I also liked the night time is the right time. I enjoyed a kind of bluesy sound they had for that one. So, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, do you have a favourite lyric? I do. It's, don't go around tonight. <laughs> don't go around tonight, it's bound to take your life. There's a bad moon on the rise. Do you like how he says, he almost puts two syllables in the word rise. There's oh, a bad moon on, on the, the rise. Yeah, I do, I do enjoy that. I enjoy a syllable being added to single syllable to monosyllabic <laughs> words. I do, I enjoy that. I enjoy a bit more I syllables. J O. Yeah. Yes, ma. T. Ma. T. Cool. Uh, do you have any other general thoughts about the album? Uh, not really, but I give it a solid. A solid <laughs> three out of five. Yeah, mate, you give no effect, 0.5, so you can never comment on what I score oh, anything. God. Yeah. 0.5, what an insult. You're never going to give any of my picks a nice... Three's nice good, game. mate. I don't know why you always think three's bad. It's above average. I don't know. Yeah, what is wrong? What is there? Yeah. Three? It's not two. It's... it's not one. Yeah, it's not 2.5, which is exactly middle. Exactly. Ooh, baby. Okay, three point... What? No, it's... <laughs> Three, three points. Nine. Three points. And uh, three points. Oh yeah, the Eurovision's cancelled, isn't it? Why did you like this album? What does it mean to you? And why don't you talk about it for a bit? And I'm sure you will. <laughs> now I've got nothing to say. Ooh. <laughs> That's funny. No, it's not. I got into Creedence Clearwater Revival uh, through the film The Big Lebowski. Mm. Have you seen the film The Big Lebowski? I sure have. The dude. It's Andy Ormond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nicer. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole soundtrack's great. It's not necessarily... My favourite song on The Big Lebowski was... Uh, I, I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. But then I was like, oh, wow, that's the best song ever. But it's by Kenny Rogers. And then... <laughs> which is bizarre, actually. But then I listened to like other Kenny Rogers and I was like, oh, God, no. Um, then my second, so my second, well, my, one of my other favourite songs off the soundtrack was um, uh, Looking Out My Back Door, and I was like, and also the dude is into Credence, he's got all my Credence tapes and stuff. So, yeah, went down the river of, like, listening to, 
down the rabbit hole of listening to other credence this is way back in this is when i was a teenager like downloading the mp3s and i was just like oh god that's good that's good that's good that song's good and it's like actually and i got to the point where i was like listening to so many songs and i was like they don't have a bad song i mean the, i have since found out there is a couple of not well in fact the last album wasn't great uh, because the band was falling out, you can see the dipping quality. And then some of the. Have you gone? I'm still here, I've just turned the light up. <laughs> I was looking away and then there's just, just an empty chat. Um, yeah, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, to be honest, they're probably. By over the years, this is, you know, you're talking a very long time since I was a teenager, you know. So, yeah, they are one, my, probably my favourite old tiny rock band. Uh-huh. Um, I just think they're brilliant and it they've got loads of covers uh, this is another thing um, they're really good uh, like they do like a cover of Heard It Through the Grapevine and I'm always like I remember the first time I listened it's like oh they're not going to do that justice and they fucking do uh, and I put a spell on you and you think oh it won't be as good as Screaming Jay Hawkins and it's probably just as good um, yeah fucking I just think they're brilliant and it's a real slice of Americana and there'll be other songs this was a thing I just really wanted you to listen to some Credence and I had a hard time deciding which album because they're actually kind of this I, like their most kind of albumy album um, isn't this one but it's probably not got many songs that you'd recognise and I thought oh you know give you a bit of like throw me a burn throw you a bone from your frickin' bone. But what I'd recommend to you and the audience, uh, if you like this, is just, just listen to anything. Just listen to the greatest hits, shuffle play. Uh, you won't be disappointed. If you, if you want that nice slice of Americana. Like, you know, they did... Um, what's that song? Uh, what's the fucking song? Uh, rolling... Rolling, rolling on the river. Wow. That's them. Wow. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I just think they're brilliant. And John Fogerty, all his solo stuff's pretty good as well. Um, not that I've listened to all of it, to be honest with you, but uh, just a fucking genius. I just think, I just think their songs are like, it's like they've always existed since the beginning of time. You can't imagine. It's weird. You can't imagine someone writing them. It's like they're all folklore or something. To me, yeah. anyway, um, and he's still touring. Actually, I only found this out recently. I bumped into a guy who said he worked on. I know that he said he worked on the tour in toured Germany. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Fuck hell!" So he's still going, and I mean, I can't see him now because mass gatherings are banned. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's Creedence uh, Clearwater Revival, tip top. Okay, so, um, yeah, this is a very so- sooty-centric episode. Oh, yeah, do you have his words up in front of you? I can get them, too. No, but I'll, uh, you get them, and you can read it. But I will say that um, I did actually, what I forgot to say about the last review, is I had to consult Sooty in terms of, like, his, what he thought was the best album for you to review, so that I came to that decision by credence, should I say. You what? So, you yeah, was talking to Sooty about what to recommend me. 
Well, I, I knew I wanted to pick a Credence album. I just couldn't decide which this or Cosmos Factory. Or... So he's helping us with this. So why don't we just have him as you know? The, he's the, pretty much the, the main, the, the main third character. He's the third he, member though? of the group right now. Uh, yeah, because he's he's editing this, and then and well, then he's, now he's merging them. Yeah. The third album is his pick. It's his pick. And he's got a, even got a little speech. And so here's his words. So he, James Sutcliffe, Sutman James Mann, a.k.a. Sutty, he picked Pink Moon by Nick Drake. <clears throat> and he put reasons for picking this album. Nick Drake was a bit of an unknown legend, a hugely talented person with a troubled life that ended too soon, just short of the 27 Club. His work has become very influential, and Pink Moon is arguably his best work. His music can be a bit depressing sounding, on the face of it, but there's a kind of inspirational beauty to it. His guitar work is beguiling, and I'm interested to see how his lyrical songwriting lands with you both. Credit to Boo Carter for introducing me to him originally. So that is that. That's what. That's his words. Yeah. Pink Moon is the third and final studio album by English musician Nick Drake. Released in the UK by Island Records on the 25th of February 1972. So, Matthew. So, Joe, uh, what did you you go first this time, sir? Okay. What did you know of the artist before this? Uh, And what were your expectations? Never heard of him. And what were your expectations as well? Well, yeah, I'd never heard of him. Uh, I was sort of like, oh, does the name ring bells? But it's quite a normal name, so I might have been thinking of, like, Nick. Were you thinking of else. Drake? <laughs> Drake the Rapper. And his first yeah, name's Yeah, or Nick. just the Duck. Yeah. So maybe, I don't think I've ever heard of him. Um, expectations? Uh, I just thought... Uh, I don't know if it was the thing, uh, the little speech or what, um, or just knowing who picked it. I thought there'd be, it'd probably be music's... With, with some depth to it. Mm. Um, I was expecting it to be nothing like S Club 7 whatsoever. Yeah. Spoiler, it isn't. So there you go. Well, there's definitely a little gist of S Club in there. I'm you think so? Well, I'm we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I'm drunk. Uh, what did you know of the artist before to the, to the week? And what were your expectations? Never heard of him, mate. Didn't know who he were. Um... My expectations were... I had fairly high expectations just because Sooty knows his shit, basically. He likes good music. Um, he's so got a degree in music technology. He's got a degree in OK music taste. I've got a master's. God, we're basically doing his CV for him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Joseph, did you like this album? Uh, yes, I do like this album. Um, his voice rang bells for me. I'm sure I'd heard it on... Rang your bells, did he? Yeah, it was familiar voice. I think I I might have heard it on, like, some art house films or something. And I've definitely heard it on Trigger Happy TV, because I I was like, I'm sure that was on Trigger Happy TV. Mm. And I went and checked, which is just an obscure sketch show at this point. Yeah. 20 years old. (laughs) But anyway, I was familiar with it. Um... But yeah, it wasn't any of the songs off the album, actually. It was just this, this voice, distinct voice. Cool. Uh, an awesome... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Nick Drake. So what I thought um, of the music 
he's a plucky lad. And I mean that in regards to his guitar playing, not his character, which is, of course, part of his tragic story. This is definitely my first time listening to an entire album that's just the person on an acoustic guitar. I'd probably usually get bored of it, uh, bored of that, but I didn't with this. It held my attention. Um, it's said that the guitar has the potential to do the job of an entire orchestra. Um, Nick Drake definitely is realising that potential. Mm. Um, and it, like testament to that is that there's a track that doesn't even have any vocals on. It's just an, uh, just an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, and then I was wondering, is that, does that ever, ever happen with any other instruments? Um, I can think of a... There's an album that I know there's just two bass guitar players. But, like, I mean, I suppose, like, harps and stuff. If I get, like, a drummer that's just... Like, a kick drummer that's just drumming. I've never heard it myself, but I would enjoy that. Yeah, I would love that. I think there's a market there. Just like a drum solo, pretty yeah, much. That's all like, it'd be. Yeah, really fucking Good in-depth. Not just like learn to drum. Because I actually searched for it and then there's just like, yeah, learn to drum albums. But that's not quite what I'm after. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, did you like this album? And if not, why? And if not, why not? So overall, I did enjoy the album. I, I found I had to be in a melancholy mood. To appreciate it, uh, knowing that he battled depression whilst writing slash recording this album, I think it does show. But overall, it isn't a depressing album. Although the the songs sound melancholy, the vocals sound quite positive, and what what yeah. what he's actually saying. Uh, I love the extremely basic sound as well. It's just just him and his guitar, like you said. That is fundamentally the basics of music. I mean, I guess they used to just play piano back in the day and that was beautiful, but just a man and his acoustic, and that is the purest form of music. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't find it. I, I didn't actually find it. Yeah, like reading his life story, is a, he was definitely very, very, very depressed. Um, I don't think that came across particularly. He's quite, yeah. It's quite uplifting in the way. It's not like... Yeah. Other, I could name other music that's well more depressing than this, but yeah. Um, cool. Did you um? Did you have a favourite song and why? Yeah, yeah. It's things behind the sun. Um, I didn't written why. <laughs> oh, you didn't no. written why? I didn't written why for. Um, I guess it was because the guitar and the vocal sounded good. <laughs> How about you? Do you have a favourite song? Yeah, I had a couple, I think. So, my first one is No, because it's literally just him playing the same riff with him humming in the background, Nick humming in the background. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. simple, but it works. Yeah. A place to be, or just place to be. Uh, good vocals and singing, good guitar, and it's uplifting in a very calm way, like his whole album is, really. Very calm. Very calm. Oh, very calm. Awfully calm. So this is our third fan request that I'd recommend that's having a bath to. Um, I think <laughs> music review fans are obviously very a luxurious bunch. Um, this music would also be good for an autumn ramble. Not sure how you'd facilitate that, maybe just play it in your head whilst you're wistfully looking to the far distance thinking, what's it all about? Do you have a favourite lyric, Joseph? 
Yes, I do, Matthew. Um, and that is also from the song "Things Behind uh, Things Behind the Sun." And it's look around, you'll find the ground is not so far from where you are, but don't be too wise. I think there's uh, numerous ways you can interpret that. Interpret that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you know, just just keep yourself grounded and don't let your don't, don't, you know don't get your dreams, you know. Yeah, down to earth sort of thing, but also it's kind of like, yeah, if you feel like you're falling, you're not maybe not falling as far as you think you are. It's just yeah, it's, there's a lot being said in not very many words, which is what a good lyric is all about. Good stuff. Do you have a favourite lyric? I sure do. It is, and I can't remember the song it's from now. When I was younger, younger than before, I never saw the truth hanging from the door. And now I'm older, I see face to face. And now I'm older, gotta get up, clean the place. And I like it just because I just, I feel like what he's saying is you, as you get more experience in life, you sort of see things for how they are and, and you, you, you've got to, you know, sort your own shit out. That's what I think he's trying to say, although you can interpret it a million ways, like you said. I wonder why it's a door. Probably because it rhymes. Then, <laughs> with before. Target on the door, like where you hang things. Like before. Maybe. What um? What do you give it out of five then, Joe? Uh, I give it four point five out of Ooh, five. Ooh, four point five. Very good. What did you give it? Three point five. 3. Uh, yeah, review number three. So, Matt, what have you got picked for me to listen to next week? I have, or have you heard, Songs for the Death by Queens of the Stone Age. That's deaf, sorry, not deaf. I haven't, you know, no. Good. You know Good what, stuff. I haven't, so, yeah, I'll listen to that one, yeah. Yeah? Hey, Matt! Hey! Yes, I'm here, mate. No. Well, you will do, unless you just give up on this whole thing, which we don't want. Um, okay, and our joint pick for next week's album to review uh, is a pick from Eddie Cowie, mm. um, and it is Wasters Regards by Thomas Wilbegang. So... Um, yeah, we appreciate all your fan requests for albums for us to review. Please keep sending um, them. Yeah, do keep sending them in to... And what's that email, Matt? <gasps> that email is mattjomenmusicreviews at gmail.com. That email again is mattjomenmusicreviews at gmail.com. And, and if you'd like to support our podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash... Macho Men Music Reviews. Uh, we'd really appreciate that because absolutely no one has done that at all yet. And I doubt they will while the world is fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unless they, unless they own a supermarket then they, uh, or a toilet roll company. Supermercado. 
And, uh, you know, wash your hands, stay safe. I'm not going to do that, really. I, I mean, I'm going to wash my hands. I'm not doing the, the bullshit. Blah, 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 corona. Although, I'm not going to the pub this weekend, because... Yeah, I'm not going to the pub. Yeah, that's, that's what they fucking want you to do, does the virus. Yeah, the virus. The virus wants that. Let's go to the pub, and I'll kiss. And that's what it wants. Yeah, no spunking on people that you don't live with. On your mates. Or acquaintances. Especially old people. Don't spunk uh, on old people. I say keep it. Spunk on, don't spunk on old people. Sound advice every day of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's not really... Um, right. So, shall we wrap this up? Yeah, bye. Bye, <laughs> bye, bye-bye. And stop.